Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. Here's a message today out of Psalm 1. Open the song book. I've been in the song book a lot lately. I've got, I'm telling you, God's been singing to me out of the book, <laughs> out of this song book, the Psalms, chapter number one. Going to preach. James Blair would be proud today. He'd say, son, you're preaching right now because you're using every verse. That's what Brother James Blair would say. And uh, I got to see his granddaughter rededicate her life in Ohio. Isn't that amazing how God works? She come because I was up there preaching and she used to come over here and, and, and was in Sunday school with Dusty and some of the others that were here at that time and, and, and come forward one night just had a little talk with Jesus. That's all it takes to make you right. Just a little talk with Jesus. You're going to have to put away the scoffers of the world and the, 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 the naysayers and the philosophers and these things and get down to a matter of he's God and you're not and he's the Savior and you're a sinner and you need to be saved. If you're going to make it to heaven, you won't accidentally get there. But praise God, if you'll fall into the condition of that, Call on the Lord, he'll gloriously save you. Psalm number one, isn't it good to feel the presence of God today? Psalm one, verse number one, if you're there, shout amen. Amen. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor the sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Father, I love you. Thank you for the day, the time, the sweet spirit of God, what you put upon our heart for these that have come forward, for the prayers of the saints, God, those restored into fellowship for everything you've done, every word, every note. God, we're depending on you now to fill my mouth and guard my tongue. Preach me, God, with accuracy inside the bounds of this book. I pray you touch every heart in the house. The lost one here today, I pray they would come forward, be gloriously saved. I pray, God, that you'd use me for a little while for your honor and glory. I ask it in my king's name, Jesus. Amen. amen. And amen. I want to try to preach just a little bit today on these six verses on this thought, the living and the lost. The living and the lost. Tony blessed me when he said, if you're happy. Well, this word blessed here, when he said that, I thought, praise God, I'm in the right, on the right page here. Blessed means happy. In this particular place, in the Hebrew, it means happy. The man is happy if he does these things. Now, I'm going to give you something 
on each one of these verses. J. Vernon McGee said, you have here two men, two ways, and two destinies. I would agree with that. We see that in this particular passage. It is a contrast between the righteous and the unrighteous, between the godly and the ungodly, between the believer, if you would, and the unbeliever. We have a contrast of that in here. And, and, and also, he's, he's comparing what each one of them is like. Look here. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. What I want us to notice here is this. This is concerning the living. This is the living. Those that be alive in Christ. You hath he quickened, Paul told us, who were dead in trespass and sin. That means I'm not in that same place that I was if I'm in Christ. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. So I'm not in that place where I was. I'm in a different place. The man, but the man is happy. Happy is this man, and, and we see this, is the man that walketh not. So we see the condition of this. I want us to notice three things in this verse. Here's what he does. This man avoids sin. He avoids sin. Sin's the problem. Sin in your own heart today, saved or unsaved alike. The problem sin. Sin is the great separator. It removes the power of the saint of God. And it, but we see the in this verse we see the progression of sin. It starts out like this, Brother Carl. First, they're just walking. Nothing wrong with walking. He's not walking, but as he's walking, he's not listening to what the ungodly said. He's just walking along. But that's how sin progresses. It begins, you just begin to walk with them. And then you go from the walking, then you stop. When you stop, now you're standing. Oh, now, now there's a problem. Now you're easier to talk to and speak with when you're standing than you are when you walk. He just walk on. First, the progression begins with just a walk. And lust, when it's conceived, bring forth sin. And sin, when it's finished, bring forth death. It'll kill you. It begins with the walk. Then they just stop. They're standing. And then it goes, the progression goes from standing to sit down with them. Now we got a problem. Now we sit down with them. Well, I would never do that, preacher. You'd do it if you're sitting here with unforgiveness in your heart today. You sit down with the scornful. Now I ain't talking about between you and God. I'm talking about between you and me. Sit here with unforgiveness in your heart. You got a problem with God. It may have been you just walking along. And then all of a sudden, something calls you to stop and give heed to that thing. Now you have sat down. The word scornful there means atheist, unbeliever. It's the one that ain't got nothing for God. You don't want to be holding company with him. Here's, here's, this, watch this. 
Do you know any Christians that get caught up in something and instead of coming to the pastor for advice, they go to some lost hoodlum out here and start trying to sympathize with them. Listen, they sat down with the scornful. You can't talk to me about it and I will not tell one living soul, never. So your wife will know, my wife don't know nothing. She would probably leave me if she knew it all. And I ain't telling. And if you tell me, and then somebody else knows, it'll be because you told them. Well, because I told them. Say, so, well, nobody can be that quiet lip man. I had a guy yesterday, three days ago, I was talking to him on the phone. I said, I knew this back in 2008. And he said, if you've never said nothing, I said, not one word. How do you do that? The Holy Ghost. He is my governor that you was talking about. Now, I wish I could say I'm perfect in following ever all his governing, but I'm not. I've still got McCoy in me, and that's a problem. God's still working on me. What does he do? This says that that man, the happy man, the blessed man, he avoids that stuff. He's not walking with them. He's not standing with them. He's not sitting down with them. He's just going on. That's what he does. He avoids the sin. Society says today to the Christian, shacked up is okay. That's a lie from the devil. Sex outside the marriage covenant is still fornication in the eyes of God. And he said, if we seal willfully after coming to the knowledge, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sin. That means you're going to pay for it. I don't like that kind of preaching. That's why it's not standing room only. So, the drunkard, the sex offender, just, just a list. Go home and read 1 Corinthians 6 and verse number 9. He'll tell you who's not making it to heaven. There's a whole bunch of them in that list. Said they ain't going. So I won't fall into that category. Listen, if you're unsaved, you're ungodly. Just that simple. You're morally bankrupt without Christ. Unless the Holy Ghost indwells you, you're not in the place that's going to get you to glory. No flesh, listen, flesh and blood shall not inherit the kingdom of heaven. No, we can't get there, Randall, without the Holy Spirit indwells us. And if you have not the Spirit of Christ, you're none of his. Period, period. How do I get that? Well, we hear the word of God. The Spirit of God draws us by the word of God. We come, we call upon the name of the Lord, and the Lord gloriously saves us according to the scripture. Number, verse number one. He says he avoids sin. Verse number two, what does it say that he does? But his delight is in the law of the Lord. Amen. And in the law does he meditate day and night. You know what that means? That means he's acquainted with the scripture. He avoids sin. And why does he do that? Because he's acquainted with the scripture. He knows what he's saying. 
the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Hey, listen. He said this. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. There it is. Jesus said, when you've done it unto these, the least, the least of these, you, uh, my brethren, you've done it unto me. That means when we forgive Gordon for what I need to forgive Gordon for, or Gordon forgives me, when I do this thing, when I speak to Mike Grimmer, when I do what God had me do, the governor of the Spirit touches me. I like that word, using it all day. Touches me with that. Then here we have that. He reminds me of that. How do I know that's right? We know because that's what the book says. What the book says. Do you know what fulfills the law of God? Love. According to Paul in Romans, love is the fulfilling of the law. Glory to God. There it is. That means if Randy Maynard does me bad, I'm going to love him no matter if he does me bad.
you produce it for somebody else. Is anybody here today? You produce it for somebody else. You don't produce it for yourself. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. He that winneth souls is wise. You produce it for me. I produce it for you. We share the fruit. What is the fruit? The fruit of the Spirit's love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, faith, and temperance. No law against that, he said. Love, joy, peace right off the top of the bat. Look here. If you're happy, you've got that and everybody knows it. And if you don't have it, you got rotten fruit. And everybody knows that too. They can see the fruit. Kenny, abundantly supplied. That means I'm not just going to give you the peeling off the apple. I'm going to give you the apple. And I'm not peeling for How about that? What's that? Brandy Forky Fruit. And watch this. You will always have that all the time. Them stupid deers out there eating them white oak acres this morning. After they eat everything else. Kill them, Josh. Kill them all. I'm smelling tender on biscuits right now. They ain't out there under that white oak in the springtime. And they're not out there in the summertime. And they're not out there in the wintertime. They're only out there in the early and middle fall. After they turn real brown and hard, they won't eat them then. They're out there right now. Why? Because it's the season for that thing to produce it. Sometimes we miss our very season of produce. And then we got to wait till the next time it comes around that we can produce something. Abby, fruit today, baby. Fruit today. Wonderful. Season. Is anybody here? So we abundantly supplies. Now I'm going to tell you, when we see this, I'm going to tell you, when you read Psalms, look for Jesus in every verse, you'll, it, just, the whole book changes. The first three verses, is that us? Yes, practically, but prophetically, that's Jesus. Was he, did he avoid sin? Holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners. Was he acquainted with the scripture? He was the scripture. <laughs> he was the word made flesh. What did he do? When the devil come against him, did he give him his thoughts, philosophies, though he could have done it? He had a great argument. He created it all. He gave it the word of God. He's acquainted with scripture. That's how you'll find today. And does he abundantly supply Yes, fruit. Then, then, oh God, help us. That's the living. Let's look at the lost. You see, the first three verses is, is in reference not just to the church, but it's a picture of Jesus. The next three is this. It's the judged. 
You know that if you're here and you're unsaved today, you're already under the condemnation of God. That's what Jesus said about it. If you don't believe, there's no condemnation to those that do believe, but to them that don't believe, they're under condemnation right now. Verse number four says this. The ungodly are not so. What a sad statement. In other words, they're not happy. Why? They've got no fruit. Don't have the Spirit of God. They got the helper, Brother Branch, we got. Verse number four, when he, when he said that, they're not so. What's that speaking to? Here's what it means. They're driven like a chaff. You know what that means? Oh, now don't get mad at me right here. They are appropriately separated. Yes. Yes. It is appropriate. What has light to do with darkness? What has the righteous to do with unrighteous? Come out from among them and be ye a separated people. Touch not the unclean thing. I will receive you. What's he saying right there? Listen here. They ain't got no part with this. They're like the chaff. Get a hold of this. Do you know where the chaff was? It was right against the sea. It couldn't, you couldn't get any closer to the seed than the chaff was, and yet it wasn't no good. It got blew away, separated, and it had to be so. It had to be so. Appropriately separated. Well, now I don't think that's that bad. Let's read the next verse. I mean, there's a lot of people who don't be associated with me, period. Particularly. They don't like my preaching. They don't like my method, my style, my message. They just don't like me. I know it's hard to believe, but that's the truth. I mean, some's brazen enough just said, hey, I don't care much for you, bud. I say thank you for being honest. I still love you in the Lord, praying God's sake for one of these days. Number, number, when we get to number, verse number five, and we see their separation, there's no doubt about that. It's going to occur, and it's appropriate for it to do it. But then we come to this, verse number five. Therefore, watch this. i got to say that. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment. Now, that don't mean they won't be judged. They just can't stand. Are you with me? Yeah. Not going to raise up your head and give your discourse and, and your opinion and why that you're there. Oh no, in judgment, that won't be you. We will not be standing and doing that. Matter of fact, every knee's going bow and every tongue's going to confess. You will be in a prostrate, I think, position. No sinners in the congregation, the righteous. What does that say? Well, they won't be with the righteous. Where will they be? So, they're appropriately separated but they're assembled with sinners. And I say, well, I don't, I don't, that ain't mad with me. Do you know who Adolf Hitler was? Six million Jews he slaughtered in gas chambers. And now we've got this bunch of uh, uh, people that's ignorant to history. I mean, there's thousands of historical records 
that prove this. Some guys are still alive that were in the camps and saw the bones, and we've got this bunch of morons out there that's trying to teach our children, and I use that word, and I mean to use it. They're morons and trying to teach our children that that never happened. Hello? Six million Jews he killed, took his own life, and opened his eyes in hate. And he's still there today. And that's who you're assembled with forever. How about all the mass murderers, the child molesters, the thieves, the, I mean, just wicked, wicked people? Mussolini. How about these guys? And they played up villains to be heroes in today's society. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid played them up to be heroes. There's heathens. They should have killed them boys long before they got killed down in the South America. There's heathens. But everybody's cheering for him in the movie. Hey, get that. Why is that? Because that's Robert Redford and, and uh, Newman. Heathens. Killing people. That's these, those that the ungodly's assembled with, and not just a little while, forever. You think they won't be weeping? wailing and gnashing of teeth. You better believe it. And besides that, it'll be in the dark. It'll be in the dark. So you won't know what's going on forever. My word. He's called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Verse number six, I'm done. This is a sad verse. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous. That's good. But the way of the ungodly shall perish. The word perish there means lost. 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 Without hope. Done forever. In that place. I just don't believe all that preacher. I saw a guy on a video the other day. He said, this is the most ridiculous stuff I ever heard. You got a God that made everything, and he got mad, and he killed everybody. And then he saved one guy, and he brought him through that flood. And then they're supposed to populate the world. And then he done all this, and he done all that. And he said, you done sell me that story. He said, I don't believe that. Hey, I, he said, when I die, it's over, and it's done. I thought, how sure are you about that, brother? What you going to die with today? Last Sunday morning, on the bench that Austin's sitting on, Amy, and I've forgotten you. I'm sorry, brother, I forgot your name. Who? Jerry. Right where Jared's sitting. Right where Jared's sitting. Same, same thing I do every Sunday. Come in. Mike's got the door. Jimmy's got the doors open. I come in and get my guitar, sit down in that chair right there, start tuning my guitar. There's a few coming in, maybe usually comes in early. I get through tuning, I walk to where Mamie is, shake her hand, we'd have a conversation. That's last Sunday morning. 
Monday morning, the death angel came by and said, Mamie, it's time to go home. There was no argument. There was no debate. She had no choice. It is appointed unto man once to die. And after this, the judgment. Those I'm speaking of here are judged. Her judgment was settled on Calvary. She would qualify in verses 1 through 3 as the living. So what happens there? Where it's appointed once to die, not twice. So she will never have to worry about the second death. She just had to leave out of this body. And what was that? That was the door to get her to where she's going. Last Sunday, sitting right there, Monday morning in heaven. You know why she's there? Because the Lord come and got her. Where do you get that information? I'm acquainted with the scripture. What happens then? Jimmy Pleasant. What happens to those? You know what? Not so for the ungodly. You know what they are? They're abandoned by the Savior. Whoa. I didn't think he abandoned anyone. He does those that refuse him. The saddest words anyone ever heard in eternity was this. Depart from me. I never knew you. How sad. Who is that? That's the lost. The perishing. You'll come to him. That's the perishing. I am satisfied. There's somebody sitting right here this morning that does not want to be left in the list of the lost. They want their name on the list of the living. The only one that can put your name on the list of the living is Christ. God's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And you already, I, I'm satisfied, there's nobody in this building today an atheist. I've talked to them that claims to be atheists. They, they won't just won't come to church. They're not coming, don't believe and I don't believe there's any real true atheists, maybe some agnostics, but not an atheist. I mean, that's not, maybe that they believe in a higher power, but they're not willing to seek the Lord. They're not willing to humble themselves under the mighty hand of God. They're not willing, they say, you mean I gotta join up that bunch of crazy Christians? I gotta act like you people do. You don't have to act like this. But you do have to be born again. Listen, you can't make it to heaven on your good looks, your good works, your good name, your good family. The only way you make it to glory is by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're here today, you're unsaved. Before Tony comes to sing a song, 
We're going to stand to our feet, and you ought to just you ought to just come forward. Say, well, I don't have to come forward. Look here. He said, deny me before me, and I'll deny you before my Father. When you get to the place you don't care where you're at or what you have to do to be saved, then you can be saved. You need something. You don't know the Lord today. I bid you, why would you not come today and settle that thing and be happy? And be happy. Just do, follow the Lord, avoid the sin, acquaint yourself with the scripture, and abundantly supply those around you with the good things of God. While we sing, if you need to come, you ought to come. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the Time of Truth.